We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for all of you fine folks on the other side of the speaker. I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you being here. Uh, happy New Year's Eve. Uh, but by the time you are hearing this, it will just be 2024, which is weird. Really crept up on us here. You know, having... Uh, Having our baby on the 17th, the last like two weeks have just absolutely flown by. It's been a hell of an experience. Um, thankfully, you know, I've got a decent amount of time off work, so I can just be here with with my wife and get used to this whole raising a baby thing. But it's made the time just like stomp by. You lose like all track of like real time and, you know, when you're supposed to sleep and when you're not supposed to sleep. That goes right out the window. Everything's just kind of a blur. So it's crazy for me to look down at the corner of my computer and see that it is uh, it's New Year's Eve. So whatever you're doing, just be safe. Hopefully, I mean, like I said, you're you're not you're going to listen to this after New Year's. So whatever you did, I hope you were safe. I hope for you came out okay. If you have a little bit of a hangover, that's no problem. Just kind of hang out, uh, drink a lot of water, try to eat some food. It'll help, but I know it's hard to eat in that situation. So, um, anyways. You don't you don't need to listen to me. Uh, this episode, of course, is brought to you by Prize Picks. Today we're going to talk a little bit about the 49ers 20 to 7 27 to 10 win over the Washington Commanders. Galaxy Quest. <laughs> I can't I can't do it. I can't do it. If you haven't seen Galaxy Quest, you need to see it. One of the greatest comedies. Seriously, one of the greatest comedies I've ever seen. And every time I say commanders, you'll you'll know where I'm coming from. Uh, some of you guys already do, but every time I say commander, I just think of so many quotes, uh, in from that movie. It's just absolutely ridiculous. But more importantly, and well, I mean, in equal importance, because the 49ers could not have made this happen without the 27 to 10 win over the Commanders. Uh, the 49ers have officially locked up the number one seed in the NFC going into this, this week's slate of games, the 49ers in order to, to obtain that 
needed the Cowboys to beat the Lions. And they did, barely. Probably shouldn't have, but things got weird. They needed to obviously beat the Commanders, and they needed the Cardinals. Yes, the 3-12 and Cardinals, now 4-12 and Cardinals, to beat the Eagles. And they did. The Cardinals went toe-to-toe with the Eagles, score for score. At one point, I think the the Cardinals were down like 14-3. to It was looking pretty bleak, and then they just started going bam, 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 and brought it all the way back. Uh, Philadelphia had the second-to-last drive. Well, technically third-to-last, third but... Came down, wasn't able to score, kicked a field goal. It was a tie, 28-28. to That left the door open for Arizona to go down the other direction, score a touchdown to officially take the lead. There was 30 seconds left. Eagles couldn't couldn't score. Uh, They ended up going for a Hail Mary. And, uh, you know, kind of, I'm not going to say exposes the Eagles, but the Eagles have gone through quite the little rough stretch to close out the season and might not be the contender. They're they're 100% playoff bound. I believe they're right now like the number five seed. But kind of exposed for being a little bit of a pretender, at least in in their form as of late. Uh, you know, once you get into the playoffs, all bets are off. It doesn't matter. Um, but not a great look for the for the Eagles to to know that their seeding hopes were on the line, yet still drop a game to the Cardinals, who are well out of the the playoff race and just kind of hanging around for to finish the season. So the Cowboys beat the Lions, the 49ers beat the Commanders, the Cardinals beat the Eagles, which now means that the 49ers officially hold the number one seed with one week left in the season. It does not matter what happens last week, next week. The 49ers can uh, can lose to the Rams, and their tiebreakers have already established that even if they're tied record-wise with another team, they're either going to hold the head-to-head tiebreaker like they do against the Cowboys and the Eagles, or they're going to hold the conference and or division tiebreaker like they would um, against the Lions, or, or I think that's pretty much it. Oh, I just got a, 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 an ep- a text from Tyler, my editor, asking if the episode was coming tonight. He sent it out for New, York, New Year's Eve in a bit, uh, and I'm actually going to text him while I'm recording this and say, yep, yep, I'm recording now, and you're officially a guest on the pod. As I talk. There we go. All right. So now the 49ers are the number one seed. And and obviously, like I said earlier, that is the biggest win this team could have possibly achieved this week. When you laid out the slate of the realities that could have happened leading into uh, lead, leading into this week, you know, you're like, okay, Cowboys can beat the Lions. I see that. Cardinals beat the Eagles. What? Okay, never mind. 49ers are going to have to earn this themselves. But like we say all the time, the NFL is some wild shit, um, and the Cardinals got it done. 49ers social media, there's players, there's clips of players watching the end of the Eagles game um, in the hallways of the Washington Stadium uh, celebrating the, getting the number one seed. And if anything, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't guarantee postseason success. It doesn't mean the 49ers aren't just going to go one and done in the playoffs, but it gives this team a weak more than a week's worth of rest heading into the playoffs that this team needs desperately, that every team needs desperately, and the 49ers managed to obtain that, which, you know, their three-game losing streak, their their brutal loss to the Ravens, none of that matters anymore. They're the number one seed. They get a week off, and several, quite a few of their star players are going to rest in week 18 against the Rams. 
And so, it, you know, it, it, in a way, it, it equates to it, it equates to two weeks of rest. So it's that's a pretty special. I've been telling you guys for a while, getting that number one seed. You can't even put into words how important that is for this team. And this, you know, just look at how different the 49ers looked coming off of their bye in the middle of the season. Came out, came out of that thing hot, firing on all cylinders. Well, they get to do that again, except now you're in the playoffs. And uh, it's it's quite the advantage. And there's only two teams in the NFL that are going to get buys that week. That is the 49ers and the Ravens, who also secured their number one seed. Um, absolutely demolished the Dolphins. I saw a tweet from, I want to say a Dolphins reporter, complaining about the fact that the Eagles kind of poured it on there. And uh, everybody, every reply was exactly what you'd think it would be. Was what, Didn't you guys... Didn't the Dolphins put 70 on someone else early in the year? So, anyways. So now the 49ers ha- get the uh, get the important decision of deciding, you know, who, if if anybody, are they going to rest against the Rams? And I say if anybody, like, they're going to rest players. They're going to rest a lot of players. There is a line of thinking, like, you know, you got, how do you balance, you know, kind of falling out of the rhythm? How do you balance rust versus rest type of deal? Um, but it's... I don't think for the 49ers it matters. They're still going to practice hard. They're still going to be playing the game. They're not going to be doing nothing. And the fact that you don't have to trot out Trent Williams, you don't have to trot out Christian McCaffrey, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, um, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, you know, the list goes on. What is that from? Oh, you know what? There's a flight of the Concords, the very first episode. He's talking about all the girls that I think he'd slept with in New Zealand. And he names three girls all with the last name for Pat Fitzpatrick. And then he's like, and the list goes on. And he's like, no, that's the end of the list. That's it. He's like, yeah, well, triple figures. And he's like, that's not triple figures. That's three. And he's like, well, you know. At least here, I, I talk about getting with a lot of women. He's like, you do talk about getting with a lot. Anyways, I'm going to slaughter it, but old show, Flight of the Concords uh, with Jermaine Clements. Um, check it out. Hilarious. Sorry. Too many references. Getting off track. Funny little fact. I think it was Jeff Dini of Pro Football Focus tweeted that every game from here on out for the 49ers is going to be within the Pacific time zone. You know, if they if they come out swinging and they win two playoff games, that's it. That's that's the only thing that stands between them and the Super Bowl is two playoff games. Um, the play, the Super Bowl is at Las Vegas. So every every game that the 49ers play from here on out, if they win, will be, uh, will be in the Pacific time zone. I thought that was kind of funny. So the 49ers get a week off, and they get kind of a bonus week this week against the Rams um, where they can rest players. They're going to have to pick and choose which players they rest. You don't. The roster isn't deep enough to just rest every starter. Some of them will have to play. Um, some of them will have to rotate in. That's just the way it is. I'm sure Brock Purdy will suit up, but Sam Darnold will probably get to start and, and have Brock Purdy there just in case. So, Andrew, you know, I meant to I meant to double check um, to make sure there were not any other serious injuries. I'm trying to see if anybody else had tweeted about it. No, that's pre-practice. The only the only injury that stand that stood out that I could immediately pull out of my brain. Usually, I, I did watch Kyle Shanahan's press conference, but I was a little late to it. Um, Christian McCaffrey did suffer a calf strain. He didn't go back into the game, uh, and they were just from the sound of it, just being precautious. 
McCaffrey said himself he didn't think it was serious. Kyle Shanahan said he didn't think it was serious. And now somebody like that, the absolute, what I consider to be kind of be the core of the current 49ers offense, now gets essentially two weeks worth of rest. So it's huge. Absolutely massive. If the 49ers don't get the number one seed today, then they're they're trotting everybody out there next week against the Rams team that is game, that's down. Uh, and that would be a game that would require 100% effort. And then maybe you lose another player or two, you know, and you, you, those ailments, those injuries stack up quickly. Uh, but the 49ers don't have to worry about that. They've got the number one seed and they're going to get to uh, pick and choose who plays and who doesn't. Um, as far as the game goes at Washington, it looked exactly kind of what you'd expect it to look like. It was, you know, it looked like a, a good team on a short week that had to fly across the country uh, and for an early time slot. You know, it, they had everything stacked against them in the way of not necessarily, they're obviously the better team, but it, it's just they had a lot going on this week and you're coming off an emotional loss against the Ravens. You know, It, it would have been easy for the 49ers to slip up more than they did. With that said, it didn't necessarily look like a definitive 49ers win that you would come to expect from a 12-4 and team playing against a 4-12 and team. Um, but they did get the job done. It wasn't always ugly. And uh, the 49ers did what they had to do in order to get a win. It looked, it looked like a win much, much more reminiscent of the way the 49ers used to play football before Brock Purdy got into the offense. And I say that because on, on the ground, the 49ers rushed the ball 39 times. 39 times for 140, 184 yards. That's 4.7 yards of carry. So it was very much a game where the 49ers didn't want things to get out of hand. They wanted to get a lead. They wanted to keep it. They wanted to keep the clock moving. I think that the game was relatively short. I think it was under three hours and uh, at least close. So definitely a, a game where the 49ers kind of just wanted to get in there do what they needed to do and get out as far on. We'll break the break the review down on offense. One second. Let me clear my throat. Okay. Um, my wife and I had some outstanding Mediterranean food for lunch, uh, sponsored by moms, my mother, uh, but something in there, I can tell that my body is like slightly irritated by or allergic to like my, I keep having to clear my throat and kind of like, but I don't want you guys to have to hear that. So if there's these random little spurts of where a second or two, there's no audio, it's because I'm just hitting the mute, clearing my throat, keep on going. Hey, we're it's late in the season. We're pushing through. Uh, as far as the offense goes, it was a it was a productive day for the offense. They, like I said, they did what they needed to do. Um, Brock Purdy was twenty two of twenty eight. Uh, that's just under eighty percent for two hundred and thirty yards, two touchdowns, uh, no interceptions, a one twenty four point seven quarterback rating. One of those co- touchdowns was just a short little pop pass or whatever you want to call it, short little toss forward um, to Debo Samuel as he ran by and scored a touchdown. As far as a traditional throwing a pass through the air type of touchdown, Purdy had one of those. Red zone woes were kind of a thing for the 49ers. Uh, this game probably should have been at, at least 34 to 10, if not 41 to 10. Uh, but if you look at the possessions, the 49ers had, they got to Washington's 20-yard line, kicked a field goal. They got to Washington's four-yard line, kicked a field goal. They got to Washington's one-yard line, turnover on downs. Uh, it was a game that was handled pretty well by the 49ers. The score wouldn't reflect that, but at the same time, you are what the score says you are. 
if you're going to get within the five yard line um, of a team that frankly does not have that great of a defense, like the 49ers can't afford to do stuff like that in the playoffs. They're going to get into the red zone, not even in the red zone. If they're going to get inside the five yard line, you have to score 10 times out of 10. The 49ers weren't able to do that two different times today, uh, which is slightly concerning, but again, you know, whatever, whatever. Brock Purdy had a cool touchdown where he called a shot basically to Brandon Ayuk. Um, stepped up in the pocket and then had to escape the pocket. His pressure came in, rolled to his right, uh, looking downfield, points off to his left, which basically, as he pointed to his left, Brandon Ayuk was kind of coming back across the field to Purdy's right, from left to right. Purdy pointed left, Ayuk broke down, turned around, was able to create some separation. Purdy slung that thing in there for a for a touchdown. Pretty impressive play. Uh, and I believe it was just a couple plays before that that Purdy threw a ball, a deep ball down the right side. Then just an absolute drop in the bucket. I called it on Twitter. Um, Purdy drops it into a small sandcastle sized bucket. I wanted to make sure that nobody thought this was a full sized bucket. It wasn't a huge bucket, you know, like, like one of the reds, the big red ones that you wash your, you put your rags in after you wash your car or something. Or the ones you see at like a, you know, a community car wash for supporting your local football team. This was a small bucket, okay? It was a small bucket. You want to go smaller than that? You can say, you know, a small trash can that you keep inside your bathroom. I don't, I don't, I don't care what you equate it to. Just know that it was a small bucket, not a full-size bucket. We're not talking about a laundry basket size thing here, okay? It was a small bucket. Just dropped it in. As JT says, couldn't have handed it to him any better. Uh, it was a hell of a play. Uh, a small bonus, a large bonus for the offense. Elijah Mitchell looks healthy. He was able to kind of pull a little bit of the reins from Christian McCaffrey, who again was dealing with a, a calf strain. And you could see them working on that thing throughout the game. They could, you know, he's putting like crazy amounts of tape onto his calf. He was taping the whole thing. Um, Elijah Mitchell actually outcarried Christian McCaffrey fourteen to seventeen. Mitchell had seventeen carries for eighty yards. That's four point seven yards a pop and a touchdown where he ran it right through the middle and essentially got in the end zone untouched. But that's huge. That's a huge bonus for the 49ers. If they can go into the playoffs with Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey, both healthy, and they can just bounce back and forth between those two. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey opens things up a little bit for the offense. He's much more of a passing threat. The defense has to adjust to just him being on the field. But knowing that you've got Mitchell there capable of what we've seen him do before. Now, he's struggled with injuries mightily since since he had his big season where I think he was just under 1,000 yards. Um, but if he's healthy now and the, the 49ers are headed to the playoffs, then I mean, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even run Mitchell next week against the Rams. I'd make that like a JP Mason slash um, who was the other guy they had in the practice squad. Um, you know, just elevate some players and let them, let them take the reins because uh, like Elijah Mitchell shown, he, he's a little frail and that's not an insult. He just, he deals with a lot of injuries uh, you've got Ty Davis Price on the practice squad, and you've also got didn't they bring what's his name back? The I can't remember his name. I feel bad. Could have sworn they brought him back. I suck. Whatever. Sorry, guys. I'll get it right. Former Boise guy. Anyways, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. So that's a big boost to the offense. On the other side of things, the offensive line still looks like a concern. Eric Banks was active, but he didn't play. John Feliciano played left guard. Spencer Burford played right guard. Um, anytime on pass plays, it just doesn't seem like a unit that you can rely on. Purdy is continually kind of dodging pressure, making moves, trying to get out of the pocket, which is a, a plus side of his game. But it would also be a plus that the 49ers pass protection could just, you know, st- step up and 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 do what they're there to do. Um, you know, against go deep into the postseason. Eventually, you're probably going to find yourself against the Ravens. You know, and like we saw, one of the best pass rush units in the NFL. 49ers are one. They're going to need their offensive line to be healthy, and two, they're going to need them to play a little bit better than that. Defense was, uh, for the 49ers, with a little hit or miss. Um, it, and when I say hit or miss, it really was. The 49ers defense gave up three drives that were nine plays for 46 yards and a field goal, nine plays, 79 yards and a touchdown, 10 plays, 74 yards, and an interception uh, inside the five-yard line. So big drives against the bad offense, you know, and there was a lot of all of those drives were wrought with what we've seen the 49ers defense show us from time to time. Missed tackles, bad coverage, uh, weird plays. Uh, Diamador Lenore got beat for a 40 plus yard pass against uh, Terry McLaurin, who's Terry McLaurin is a very, very talented receiver. And then Avery Thomas got beat for a touchdown on just a small little five yard back shoulder throw, like the very ne- couple plays later, very next play. Um. That was the only time they scored a touchdown when they finally leaned on their best player, their best offensive player, uh, McLaurin. Other than that, other than those three drives, which, again, they feel like drives that shouldn't have happened. Uh, It just felt like the 49ers defense was a little tired and a little sloppy, you know, kind of like how we talked about earlier. But in the other six drives, so you've got nine plays, 48 yards, nine plays, 79 yards, 10 plays, 74 yards. In the other six drives that the Commanders got, they gained 28 yards total. Total of uh, three plays, seven yards, one play, negative one yards, three plays, three yards, two plays, six yards, three plays, three yards, four plays, eight yards. So the, the 49ers defense was game for about 75% of the of the evening. And then the other 25%, they were giving up huge drives for either for points or, a, or an interception in the red zone. So you can't, you know, you don't really want to see those types of things uh, against a much better, much more competent offense. Those drives will be way more frequent. 
I mean, Sam Howe wasn't even supposed to start in this game. It was supposed to be Jacoby Brissett who strained his hamstring throughout practice and it went back to Sam Howe. But at, at times, the 49ers made, made Sam Howell look pretty good. He had a pretty good start. It was mainly the first half, you know, where things really looked like they not necessarily were going to get out of hand, but they were just going to be a little annoying for the 49ers. Um, a huge problem that I saw in that game was the defensive line looked very average. Uh, I think Washington's offensive line was missing like three starters, and the defensive line, for the most part, was just pretty pedestrian. They only had one sack, and that was to... Cleveland Farrell as as Hal like ran out of bounds. Farrell was kind of hitting him as he went out. So that's a sack for him. They had five total quarterback hits. Three of them belonged to Farrell, two to Nick Bosa, and one to Chase Young. Everybody else was basically off the sheet. You know, and, and again that defensive front against that type of offensive line should have been a lot more active than they were. And and another bonus with the number one seed is the 49ers do not have to rush Eric Armstead back, but they can't get him back soon enough. The, 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 the ability, this defense's ability to stop the run suffered significantly with Armstead out. Um, and if his injuries will permit him to come back, you know, it's nice that the 49ers get to give him a couple of more weeks. Um, that way he can come back as healthy as he can be for, for the playoffs. And like I said, other than those three drives, other than the, you know, the missed tackles, the being ga- at one point the 49ers were gashed like like 20 yards, 30 yards, 20 yards, you know, it just was it got weird from time to time, but other than that they held it down pretty well uh pretty well. Uh Lenore, Lenore had one interception, should have had another interception that was dropped, so he was beat deep, but he still played a hell of a game. Almost had a third interception or uh, a second interception that he one-handed as he went out of bounds, uh but he was just too far out of bounds. Um so, decent day for the defense. They did enough. They did enough. You know, you you you're anytime you're holding an NFL offense to ten points, you're doing your job. But if you watch that game, you'd be like, eh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's just our spoiled standards when it comes to what to expect from the 49ers defense. Um, let's get let's get to my prize picks real quick, and then uh, and then we will get into. Uh, your takeaways, takeaway time. Um, I was feeling really good about my prize picks early on, and then that all kind of just fell apart. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to win big for you guys here, but they just prize picks just keep keeps dogging me. I had Brandon Ayuk for more than 66 yards. He had 114. Um, I had Brock Purdy for more than 256 passing yards. He only threw for 230, so I missed out on that one. I had Christian McCaffrey uh, for more than 87 rush yards, and he looked like a lock for that. But again, uh, Elijah Mitchell came on strong, good thing, and Christian McCaffrey ended up coming out for most of the second half. So I missed that one. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, I had him for less than his yardage, but he didn't practice, so I didn't get that one. And I had Joey Slime making two field goals, which was also a demon play, and he didn't get that one either. So I I was blanketed other than Brandon Ayuk. We were in the ballpark. You know, you can see where my heart was, but uh, no success this week for Prize Picks. If you don't know what Prize Picks is, it's daily fantasy sports. You are jumping on to PrizePicks.com/slash gold. You are picking two to six players. You are picking their stack projections, receiving yards, passing yards, rushing yards, field goals, uh, tackles, whichever uh, player slash projection you like. You're picking more. You're picking less, and then you're watching the winnings roll in. It's that simple. 
Um, you're only competing against yourself. You're not competing against other players, other sharks, or anything like that. Uh, it's just you and your money and your decisions. Um, what I like best about Price Picks is it's very simple, very quick, very intuitive. The website is very simple and easy to use. Um, very reliable, not frustrating. You can get on there and you can have a lineup set in 60 seconds if you want to. Uh, that's what I love about it. Having a lot of fun with it. Not doing a lot of winning, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, if you want to jump on the Price Picks uh, bandwagon, it's never too late. Uh, depending on how the 49ers do, there is, and you know, there could be one, two, three, four, four games left of the season. You're going to want to go to pricepicks.com slash gold, promo code gold, and they will match your first deposit up to $100. So if you put in $100, they're going to give you $100 free. All right, so get up in there, get up on the pricepicks.com slash gold, and uh, at least uh, win more than I am. I, I, have, I am supremely confident that you guys can, can do better than I am. All right, let us wander over to the X slash Twitter space here. Let's go find my takeaway time. There it is. And I said, now it's takeaway time because, and I put the notice out, I uh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I had to tell every, normally I, I put out the takeaway time tweet like right after the game, but I was, I told everybody, I was like, we got to hold off because the Cardinals were closing up business against the Eagles and there was no way I could put out the takeaway time tweet without knowing how that game unfolded. So we had to wait a little bit. Cardinals got it done. And then we put out the takeaway tweet. Let's start from the top. Let's do that. Uh, we're going to start from the top because right up top is Mike McVay, friend of the pod, always in the takeaways. I love it. Michael McVay says the first half was a little slow, but they had a great game to finish. Kittle gets a 1,000-yard season. Yes, he did. Um, so you've got Christian McCaffrey. Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle, all with 1,000-yard seasons. I'll have to look up. Let me see. 49ers team stats. Boop, 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 Okay. I just want to see how close Debo is. I mean, he's not going to be doing much playing. Debo only has 834 receiving yards, but how many rushing yards does he have? Yeah, so if you're going, going all-purpose yards, if you were just you know saying, yeah, Debo Samuel is over 1,000 all-purpose, Brandon Ayuk is so I'll just rephrase that. Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Christian McCaffrey have all gone for more than 1,000 all-purpose yards. Uh, Mike McVay, hope Debo gets his uh, gets his next week. Like I said, I mean, I don't I don't think depends on how many. He'd have to go for like over a hundred, and I'm not sure the 49ers gonna want Debo to play next week. Um I think he only had like 30-something yards receiving today. So we'd have to have like over a hundred yard game, but if you're just going to go all purpose, he's already there. Great to have a win. Happy. They claim the one seed with an Arizona win time to rest up and get ready for the playoffs after a win next week. Of course. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if the 49ers give a shit what happens next week. I mean, they might, but in order to, to beat a team like the Rams, you're going to have to come at them with everything you got. There's another quote right there. Everything you got. What is that? Like, what is that from? It's not super bad. Anyways. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see how the 49ers street next week, but I don't think they're going to, they're going to have very many starters out there. Um, George says pretty looked tight early, but got his groove back in the second half. If he plays in the playoffs like he did today, they can win it all. Uh, yeah, pretty plays good. If he takes care of the football, pretty plays like how he's been playing. Like, yeah, he had the bad game against 
the Ravens. Um, we broke that down a little bit more in detail. Couple of freaks things, couple of bad choices, but um, yeah, if, if Purdy is if Purdy is playing what you know at the standard that he's established, they they can definitely win it all. Jeffrey K. Lyles at Lyles Movie Files uh, took care of business. Mitchell showed he still got it. No major injuries, and the Lions and Eagles did their part, gathering belated Christmas losses to give us the number one seed. Gotta love it. Happy New Year, striking gold fam. Happy New Year as well to uh, Jeffrey K. Lyles, and Happy New Year to to everybody in the striking gold family. Appreciate that. El Jefe, Purdue, Purdue, Purdy looked like a looked a little more conservative. He did. That's a good point. I, I meant to say that is it looked like the 49ers have a had a conservative game plan. Uh, thus, you know the way Purdy was playing and running the ball 40 times. Purdy looked a, more, a little more conservative in his passing in the first half, but the scramble to hit Ayuk on that final touchdown was classic Brock. It's crazy that we already have like classic Brock Purdy plays, but I agree with you that that is what he does. Um, but it's it's crazy. Michael Quigliere, rest everyone for two weeks. Get everyone as healthy as possible. Lock in the road to Vegas goes through us. Let's go. That's kind of a, I mean, it's crazy. Let's let's take a moment with uh, Michael's takeaway here. The last time the 49ers had the number one seed, they went to the Super Bowl, 2019. They demolished the Vikings, then they demolished the Packers, and then they were in the Super Bowl. And for two-thirds of that game, it looked like they were going to win that too. So the 49ers are in are in pretty impressive. Um, they're in in pretty good shape. Is all I'm saying. Um, I think the I think the 49ers have gotten the number one seed. I believe this is from Nick Wagner. They've gotten the number one seed like an NFL record ten times, and they've won the Super Bowl four times. I mean, those are pretty good odds. But again, the last time the 49ers had the number one super number one seed in the Kyle Shanahan era, they went to the Super Bowl. You know, so we'll see. We'll see. And they're right there. The brass ring is right there. Danny Boy, Mooney Ward for Defensive Player of the Year. Not really, unless, I mean, I don't know. Who is going to get Defensive Player of the Year? Miles Garrett, I assume. Nice to see us get back in a groove in the second half. With only 53 players, we can't rest too many players next week. That you know, And that's correct. There will be starters out there. They might be able to, like, rotate in. You know, they, they might tell them, like, dude, go 50%. We can't have you getting hurt. Stuff like that. But there's another side of this where you can't just have football players going out there, playing against other NFL players and doing weird shit. You know, at some point it would just be better to say, just go out there, play the way you're used to playing and uh, be careful. But if you start playing weird and you tense up and you try not to get hurt, it seems like the odds of you actually getting hurt are better. But at least it is, you know, it's it's at Levi's Stadium. So the 49ers don't have to worry about some weird, weird field or turf or whatever. Chris Wall said, running the ball is effective. Kyle needs to make it foundational to the game plan, unlike against Baltimore. Not only is running the ball effective, but it makes the passing game more effective. All, all good things, all correct. CMC, Elijah Mitchell, and Jordan Mason. Yeah, maybe this is the 49ers kind of – This we can look back at this game and see this is when the 49ers truly started to uh, establish a very balanced presentation in terms of run versus pass. John Dietrich, Jr., I think the way this Washington game was called by Kyle will be the playoff script. <laughs> We're all on the same page here, folks. I expect a major ground attack. They had every reason to sling 40 passes against a weak rookie secondary, and they didn't. See, between Chris, Chris Wall, myself, and John Dietrich Jr., we're all kind of on the same page. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if the 49ers are like, all right, the standard is at least 30 carries from here on out, 
if the if, as long as the game doesn't doesn't take us away from that. Keegan Desart, Dizart, Desart, can't be Desart. Sounds too much like dessert, or it could be Desart. If the Cowboys win next week, they win the division. Okay, it's awesome. But I mean, I guess that makes them what they would they would secure at least the fourth seed. I don't, I'm, you know, playoff seeding gets weird. Checkbook. Checkbook, title, and Petty King. Okay? Going to need top-tier defense for three straight if we we're going to finish with the trophy. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. I, it's weird. I mean, obviously, we just had a four-interception Purdy game, but it seems like the 49ers' game script, game outcome still leans on the defense. If they uh, if they don't tighten it up and they've, they've had those weird moments where they just can't tackle and can't stop the run, and if that's going to be the case in the playoffs, it's going to get weird and it's going to pull the 49ers out of those we want to run the ball 30 times types of games. Gunner X, Gunner IX, not the best game, but a W is what counts. Yes, absolutely, especially with everything else that went on there. Too fresh, first friggin' seed. Happy to see Brock break the season record French. Oh, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even talk about that. Brock Purdy is now the 49ers single season franchise record holder in passing yards. I mean, no big deal. Managing the hell out of the game. What an amazing season. However, I'd love for our offense to be consistently play above their opponent's level. I'd love to see our defense stop the run and screens. We're too talented. Hashtag striking gold fam. Yeah, man. Screens and yeah, it's screens and chunk plays. It's weird. It's like the 49ers are like lockdown, 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 lockdown. Oh, here's 40 yards. Lockdown, 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 lockdown. Oh, here's 30. You know what I mean? It's like either they're they're doing a pretty good job preventing any major movement or they're giving up big plays. It's just, it's just odd. Louis says this means basically two bye weeks next week. They can take it easy and let key players healthy for the playoffs. Yes, that is exactly what it means. So kind of weird vibe for a lot of the game, especially on offense. And then brought kid. Ayuk on that last touchdown. And it felt like we had his BDE back. <laughs> First seed is much needed. Get a bunch of guys some rest. Seeing in the NFC, the minimum expectation is a Super Bowl berth for the 49ers. Yeah, the NFC is is definitely weaker than the AFC. And, you know, they're all coming to Levi's Stadium. It's massive, massive. The 49ers not only get like two-ish weeks of rest, but everybody's got to come to them. Harley Carlson, Eagles are clowns. They do have a little bit of a fraudulent vibe going on right now. Um, Bond Detone. Way to weather the storm after the first half. Now we get some rest. Hopefully, Christian McCaffrey's calf injury isn't anything serious. Purdy was his usual self and continues to showcase his underrated scrambling. The path to the Super Bowl runs through Santa Clara. And the last one, why said, I hope Nick Sirianni is fucking crying. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, they, there are punchable faces. And Nick Sirianni has a punchable face. He all he also looks like he either does a lot of drugs or he never sleeps or both. So I, I you know, I, I think that Nick Sirianni is just generally disliked throughout the league, both within the league and by fans. Um, but yeah, he's he's a little weird. But to wrap up our takeaways with I hope Nick Sirianni is fucking crying is hilarious. It is hilarious. So I appreciate that. All right. That's it. That's the pot. That's 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 striking gold. That's everything. In and out, you know, execution. 
But um, just to wrap things up, you know, it was a solid win for the 49ers. Didn't necessarily put on any put anything on tape that that you're afraid of. There's a few things they're going to get tight, tightened up, but I think a lot of those things are going to just naturally get tightened up by a, a, two weeks of rest and, and planning. Um, they, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how they how they approach the Rams. You know, you know, can't rest everybody, but I don't think you know. Anyways, I'm just going to stop talking to myself. Okay, 49ers. Just to wrap it up, now I'll have the uh, number one seed. Okay. So when the playoffs start, they're going to be watching from home, resting up, getting healthy, and then they'll be able to come out firing away at all cylinders. Right now, with the current playoff picture in the NFC, um, 49ers would start that first round. with This is the way it is right now. 49ers would start that first round with a bye. The Cowboys would play the Seahawks in Dallas. Uh, the Rams would play the Lions in Detroit. And the Eagles would play the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Um, and then... You know, you go from there. I'm assuming let's let's just predict it for a little bit. I'm assuming the Eagles beat the Buccaneers. I'm assuming, man, the Rams, the Lions, that's a great matchup. Let's just say the Lions beat the Rams. Okay. So that would mean the three and the five seed are alive. And I'm assuming the Cowboys beat the Seahawks. So that would mean that the 49ers would be playing the Eagles um in the first round, the divisional round of the playoffs. The Eagles would be coming to, to Santa Clara. Man, that's that would be high energy. The only way the 49ers play anybody but the Eagles is if one, the Eagles lose, or two, the Seahawks and the Rams, one of those two teams win. I could see the Rams beating the Lions easily. Not easily as in like walk over them. I'm saying that I could easily see that. Um but if unless the Seahawks or the Rams win, then the 49ers will be playing uh the Eagles in the first round of the playoffs. Because they play the lowest seed, so either the you know the Ram or or the Eagles lose to the Buccaneers, which would be wild. But they just lost the Cardinals, so you can't put that past them. So that's what we're looking at. That's what we're looking at right now. The Ravens on the other side have their number first round by Colts, Dolphins, Bills, Chiefs, Browns, and Jaguars. All right, everybody, appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Striking Gold. If you uh, want to give the pod just a little bit more support, whatever app you're listening to. Um, go on there and uh, leave us a five-star review and say some words. Spread some kindness. Um, but again, the, the ultimate form of support is already you being here, listening right now, and contributing to Takeaway Time, which I appreciate. Appreciate Again, Happy New Year's. Be safe. But again, you're going to be listening to this after New Year's, so I hope you were safe. Um, and uh, interesting times. Appreciate this season. Appreciate this season, 40 Minutes fans. I'm Rob, this is Striking Gold, and we're signing out. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 